Hi guys and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com with me your host Pro Trader Martin um, and today we're going to be talking about selecting trades. Uh, so the last three weeks I've been talking about strategies, discipline, time and what I've done is I've kind of tried to put the focus on you guys okay? because I believe there is not enough trading training out there where the focus is actually on you as a trader you know I can talk all day about my achievements and what I've done in my training career but really what matters is how you're doing and what's going on with your trading so with this what I really want to do is kind of talk a little bit about my journey in terms of how I came to my process of selecting trades and what I really want you to focus on is how you can apply some of this stuff to yourself um, because I think ultimately what matters is that you pick you're picking up stuff from these podcasts and going okay that's how I'm going to improve my trading okay I can add that in and I also want you to think about your journey when you're listening to this and think okay what's my journey how does it differ um, what are the things that you know, I'm passionate about the things that I really want to focus on. Because the first thing I think about when I think about selecting trades is, you know, where do you start when you're selecting your trades? Well, where you start is where your passion is, usually. So I started on football. I've started on football trading. Um, I started way back in the day when I first started, I actually started on tennis, but it wasn't really trading. It was more just outright betting on tennis matches and letting them run um, and not entering even in play, just literally pre-match, bang, that's my bet. So when I when I get into training, this first sport I, I really started to trade was football because that's where my passion was mainly, right? I love watching football. I loved playing football when I was younger. Um, I just loved the sport. You know, I grew up on it. My dad was a sports journalist before he became a pro trader. So sport has kind of been, you know, my religion for many, many a time. And I find it really interesting that we kind of we kind of get a bit stuck sometimes when we're thinking about, well, what do we trade? You know, how do I select my trades? Look at what your passions are, first and foremost. What sport do you love? Because the reality is, if you love something, if you love a particular sport, that is probably going to help improve your trading. It's going to give you the motivation to trade. It's going to give you kind of the, you know, the. it's going to give you that feeling that, oh, I really want to get in there and trade. And so I think that's really important when you're thinking about selecting trades, selecting which which sport to trade. That's my first thing. Where's your passion, right? Because that's going to massively help you. Okay, so once we got past that stage, what we really need to think about is which markets do we trade? Um, now, are you someone who likes to watch football and see lots of goals? Or are you someone who actually quite likes to see solid defensive performances? You know, I know that most people go for goals in general. And, I, and to be fair, I'm pretty much that way. But there are some people who like to watch defensive masterclasses, you know. Watch the commentaries of any football match. And when there's a defensive masterclass, the commentators love it. Because when you understand the kind of nuances of the game, you realise, actually, this this is what 
this this is really what matters the most in some respects, you know. Man City this year, um, it's 2021 if you're listening in the future, but Man City this year have done so well, won the league quite easily, or they're going to win the league quite easily. They're in a Champions League final. Why, how have they done that? It's not by scoring because they've always been a decent scoring team. They sorted their defence out. You know, they sorted their defence out. They got a really solid back line and it's made a big difference. And, you know, these things do. Um, Let's look at Chelsea, who've also made the final. Since Lampard left, Tuchel's come in and the first thing he's done is sort the defence out. And they've barely conceded any goals. Um, You know, so it's, it's absolutely fantastic sometimes to see these defensive struggles now if you like defensive struggles well you're probably going to trade unders right you're probably going to trade under 2.5 goals something like that maybe under 1.5 whatever if you want goals if you like watching goals if you want to trade and and kind of hope for goals during your trades then you want to bet on overs right you want to go for overs markets so that's just quite a simple way of sort of figuring out one or two things um, do you like trying to predict the winner? Is that is that where your interest is? Do you like trying to predict who's not going to win? As if you like predicting the winner, use the match odds market. And the same with laying the winner. It's the same market, the match odds market. You're just backing and laying. That's the only difference. Um, so again, we're using our kind of something that we're passionate about. We're using our our main focus and we're kind of... We're using that to make it into a really good strategy for ourselves and, and, and help us select our trades. Because if you're trading something you're not interested in, I don't know about you, but for me, I'm going to struggle. I'm going to struggle to stay motivated. I'm going to struggle to do the necessary work. And yet when I'm trading something I'm passionate about, like when I was trading about, you know, when I'm trading the football and I'm going, right, Saturday morning I can't wait to get up in the morning and start researching those trades you know there's there's some real joy in that and I'm going for goals and I enjoy that that's what I enjoy and they're the markets in general that I'm involved in but you know if you if you aren't passionate if you don't have any kind of passion for it I think it's a struggle you know remember why we're doing this right I think it's always really important to remember why we trade and I think 99% of people they trade because of their love of the sport. They love of sport, their love of of trading, their love of investing money and being clever and, and the competition of beating the market. You know, the competition of it. It's why people invest in anything. You know, the stocks and the shares, it's a similar concept. Why do people invest in that? They want to beat the markets, right? They want to make solid investments and they want to grow their money. And Betfair trading, of course, is no different. So you know, we really want to think first about our passion. So let's say you've got all this stuff set, right? You know the sport, you know what market you want to trade. And then your next real step is to go, okay, but how exactly am I going to select the trades I do each day? Right? How am I going to, you know, I talked a bit last week, and if you haven't listened to the podcast from last week, you really should, because I talked about creating strategies how to create your own strategies. Um, And of course, selecting trades kind of comes out of this stuff. But what really interests me about selecting trades is that 
obviously you've got a lot of selections sometimes on a weekend. You're not quite sure which ones to follow. Um, and I think that, like I say, when you when you think about which games interest you and which games have the strongest stats in your categories, and let's say you've got games that are fairly even, you're not sure, right? There's a handful of games and they all look decent opportunities, but you only want to trade one or two of them. That's all you've got time to do. Then obviously you've got to make a decision, right? Which ones do I trade? Now, again, I'm going to think about this from my perspective. Which matches am I going to trade? Let's say one's an Icelandic second division game and one is a Premier League game. Well, the reality is I'm going to I'm going to trade the Premier League game. Why? Well, there's money in the market. The now what's important here is in this scenario, I'm suggesting the trades are pretty even in terms of how good value they are. So because some people might look at that and go, well, go for the lower match because you're likely that it's more likely the market's wrong because obviously there's a lot more focus on the Premier League. But the reality is if we've got a strategy that's that's beating the market and it's it will beat the Premier League as well. You know, if we've got a profitable strategy that's beating the Premier League, then there's no reason to just go, oh, well, you know, there's more money in it and people know more about it. Therefore, we shouldn't trade it. Um, and I also think as you go up the levels and become a pro, you know, you want the markets where there's some money in them. You want the markets where there's more money in them. More money, the more opportunity. That's how I always look at it. Because in some of these lower markets, it can be hard to get in and out. It can be hard to get the right price. Um, you're never going to have that issue in one of the bigger games. So one of the things I like to do is is choose the games. If if I really have to make a choice between two games and the opportunity looks similar in both, you know, there's the value, etc. And that's important in this scenario. The opportunity looks similar. Then pick the match you're passionate about. Pick the Pick the game you want to watch. Because again, you're going to be more focused. You're going to be watching the game. You know, and some of this stuff, I mean, it might seem obvious, but it's amazing, you know, how many people trade, over trade matches, trade too many games, then come to me and say, Martin, oh, I lost this trade. It was ridiculous. I should have won, but I got distracted by my kids or, you know, and I think, okay, but when you're trading, make sure that A, you can, even if you get distracted, you can still manage to get out at the right time and B, make sure that when you're when you're in a market you're fully focused okay and i think the easiest way to do that is to trade on matches that interest you you know maybe leagues you know about again selecting trades if there's a similar opportunity and one match is a Serie A game in italy and one match is you know a Serie b game in brazil right i'm gonna trade italy because I know those leagues really well. Um, you know, I've always loved Italian football since I was a kid because uh, when I was a kid, Italian football was the uh, the absolute best football. Um, football Italia used to be a really exciting show. I mean, I remember I remember watching that before watching any matches, really. Um, the other thing is when I when I was young, when I was about six, I think Norwich played against Inter Milan. 
um, in Europe. And I didn't even know what football was back then. Well, I knew what it was, but I didn't really know anything about club football or anything like that. I was just kicking a ball about in the back garden, you know, trying to score goals. Um, and my dad brought me back an Inter Milan shirt because he went over there to, you know, cover the game for TV or whatever. And uh, it was amazing. You know, I'd, I'd never had a football shirt and uh, I've still got a picture of me in it somewhere. I should I should post it somewhere on the forum. It's quite funny. But, um, you know, that started my love for, for Inter Milan and, and my love for Italian football. So, like I say, there's, there's some quite clear answers there for me if I, if this league has an opportunity versus a Brazilian well I'm going to go for the Italian league because I know the league and knowledge does help right that old you know that the philosopher uh, Foucault said didn't he knowledge is power right I remember this from my sociology lectures at university but everyone knows this quote anyway because it's always getting banded about knowledge is power and it's it's so true, isn't it? The more you have knowledge on something, the more confidence you have, the more power you feel you have. Um, it's funny because I'll bring it into another context, right? I'm I'm very keen on tennis. Anyone who's who knows me well will know that I play a lot of tennis. Play a lot of tennis club tennis up here in in the northwest, and uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I got a bit fed up of you know, having to travel to get my racket strung. And I was always wanting to change my strings. I kind of had this belief that if I get the right strings, I'll magically become an amazing player. And all those misses, it's not me, it's the racket and the strings. So I used to go and get my strings quite reg- done quite regularly. And it was, it was getting quite expensive. And, you know, not even so much the expense, just more the chore of getting down there, waiting for someone else to do it. And I thought, why don't I just buy myself a, a stringing machine? So I start, So I bought one. And then people started asking me, oh, man, can you just do my racket and, and things? And, and at first I was really nervous. I was like, oh, I've never done this before. Like, you know, I'm hand... And rackets are pretty expensive. But not just that, they're very important to people. So anyone who plays tennis will know your racket is it's just a special possession to you. Because at the end of the day, without your racket, you're not winning. Simple as that. And rackets are very specific. So they do take some getting used to. And, and when you're used to one, you know, if you if you get a different racket or different strings, it might feel totally different and take a while to get used to. So I kind of I knew I had something powerful in my hands that, that was valuable to someone and I didn't have experience. Now, fast forward two years, I've been stringing for, you know, a lot of the time. I've strung, you know, loads of my own rackets and I'm confident. I'm fine with it. I can do it. You know, sometimes I'm I'm doing three or four a day so it's interesting because something where I didn't have confidence I didn't even know whether I wanted to help people out with you know a couple of years later because I had knowledge I knew what I was doing I know how to do it now I'm I'm giving everyone racket advice like and stringing advice like, oh this is what you need this is what you... and people come back to me and saying oh, I played so much better since you told me that and things like that maybe I should start charging for some sort of you know racket recommendation service but anyway um it's just something it's a hobby it's something i enjoy doing it's got nothing to do with my career but it's interesting how much confidence i gain from that and it's the same in trading so you know when you're trading a certain league if you know the league if you know the teams if you know their attitudes it makes a big difference um you know so we know italian football in in the old days, it used to be seen as a very defensive 
league, the Serie A, it's not so much. It's actually quite a free-scoring one. The pace of the game is slower. You know, when you're watching the play, it's slower, it's more methodical. I mean, to be fair, a lot of that has crept into our game now, and I think Man City play that kind of way, and even Chelsea to some extent. Uh, and both have made the Champions League final, so it's certainly a good thing to do. Um, but it's interesting that the knowledge of the leagues can help when you're trading a game. You know, so it's very important to do that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm taken kind of in my mind now to like the Chilean leagues and things like that, where the goals are pretty free flowing, and the football just I don't know why it just seems so disorganised when you watch it, and it seems it seems like it's quite similar in, in places like Peru where you watch a game and you almost feel like the the players are running around like headless chickens. There doesn't seem to be the same sort of discipline and organisation. Now, I have no idea why that is, but maybe that's just the way the league is and teams have kind of adopted to that culture of playing, which is fine. You know, it, it works for teams. Obviously, some teams are going to win the league doing that. So it's it's really interesting, but it's good to know that because you can get games where there's like 20 shots and no goals and then you're like scratching your head like, why hasn't there been a goal? And then you watch it and basically everyone's shooting from the halfway line. Um, and, you know, there's not a lot of structure to the to the attacks. So the opportunities aren't perhaps as good as they're looking on paper. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how these things kind of develop in certain leagues. Why did Italy get the reputation as a defensive league? Because that's how it was. And then other teams just copied, Right. Because that's what happens in football. Other teams tend to just copy each other. If someone has a winning tactic, I remember when uh, Conte, uh, when he was at Chelsea and he had that three-five-two tactic that he, he loves using and he still uses it now in Milan. But a lot of people in the Premier League started copying it, right? No one was really doing three-five-two. They wouldn't really have, have dreamt of it. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of... It's kind of might be even five three two if you're thinking about it. it depends how you classify your wing backs but it but the important thing was the three central defenders and and no one was really doing that in England at the time um and yet after that loads of people started copying it for a while um and it's funny how these kind of fashions and trends develop um but that's just the nature of of football so again, selecting your trades it's really interesting isn't it that sometimes the things you're passionate about the things you're interested in, it's better to trade. Also, think about time, okay? Think about what time am I free, yeah? What time am I free? If I'm only free during normal social hours, do you know what? Brazilian league, probably not the best league to trade because a lot of the games are going to be overnight. The same with, you know, America, any South American league, um, you know. And, and if you're not a morning person, Asian leagues are going to be useless to you because they're all playing in the mornings. Um, so if you're one of these people that likes to lie in till midday on a weekend, well, you're going to miss all the Australian, Japanese, Chinese football. So, you know, maybe don't trade those leagues. There are ways of selecting your trades and just narrowing things down and making them manageable just by using that kind of common sense. So I think it's really important to do that. Um, and let's let's move it on to other sports. Let's say I'm in cricket and I want to select my trades. Well, okay, do I want to trade all types of cricket? Probably best to master, you know, T20 or test matches first. 
before you try and add them all together and do the T20, the one day internationals and the test cricket, because that is a lot to trade. That's a lot to know about because they're different formats, different rules. Once you do know them, sure, feel free to trade them. And my dad, you know, probably the best cricket trader in the world, he will trade every every type, no problem. But that takes some time to learn. He didn't just start it overnight and then was amazing. Um, and one of the ways you can select trades is go, okay, I'm only going to focus on test cricket or I'm only going to focus on T20s. I'm only going to focus on the IPL for the time being. You know, there's certain ways of doing it. Tennis. Look at certain tournaments. I only want to focus on Masters series and Grand Slams. Or I only want to focus on tournaments um, in countries I know. Or tournaments that I know much about. Like I say, the knowledge is the power. And it's the power to help you select your trades and then kind of narrow it down. Um, Horse racing. Horse racing is a great one because there's always so many races, aren't there, in a day. And it's all over the world, but you can select your trades. You can go, okay, I'm only going to do, maybe you're only going to do UK and Ireland. Maybe you're only going to do Australian racing, American racing. Um, I'm only going to trade handicaps or I'm only going to trade short distances. I'm not going to trade, you know, national hunt events. There's a lot of ways you can narrow your selections down and narrow your trading kind of um, boundaries you know, narrowing those boundaries, kind of making the, the area small of your selections so that you do get a more targeted selections that suit you as a trader. And that's what's really important when you're selecting trades. You have to think about what suits me as a trader. Because the moment you feel really uncomfortable when you're trading, and if you're trading an event you feel uncomfortable about, that's the moment you need to take a step back and go, hang on. Should I be trading this? Now, I'm sitting here saying this, and some people might be thinking, oh, well, you know, that's, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Well, you'd be amazed how many people come up to me with these issues. And it's absolutely fine if you have any of those issues. But, you know, just sometimes taking a step back, relaxing a little bit, you know, rest your brain, recharge, and then think, hang on, should I be trading this? You know, I've I've had moments like that. That's the thing. I love talking about stuff like this because, like I say, I can relate it to myself and I want you to really think about you as a trader here. But I've had moments like that where I'm, where I'm you know, I've had a tough day and, and suddenly I'm trading a Colombian second division match at 1am, you know, and I'm thinking, what on earth am I doing? You, you kind of get that moment where you catch yourself in one of these crazy moments and you look at yourself and you think, what the hell am I doing? I'm trading a Colombian second. I don't have a clue about the Colombian second division, but because it's the only thing on at this time of night, hell, I'm trading it. Those are the moments where you just go, no, no, I'm going to select trades and this is a trade I am not selecting. Okay. So, Again, it matters what you know. When you're selecting trades, it matters what you know. And if you don't know a lot about a certain sport that you're trading, you can pick up that knowledge. You can learn it. That's what Betfair Trading Community is here for. We're here to teach you. We're here to tutor you and work with you one-to-one. But we're also 
here to give you the stats software that that helps you create strategies and you know we even create strategies for people they they tell us what they want you know you can always email us and say i would like a strategy that does this and if we can create it for you we will um but it's it's so important you know it really is important that you're you're making sure you're selecting the right trades because like i say i've been caught out in that situation before and you don't want to be stuck trading a game just because it's the only thing that's on I mean, that's potentially one of the worst reasons to make a trade. You want to be making a trade when you go, okay, there's actually an opportunity here. I would trade this even if there was other things on. That Only in that moment should that match be a match you trade. So just think about that because, like I said, there's a lot of people I know that struggle with stuff like this and they just, they don't really know how to select their trades and they don't really know... You know, when what what's a red flag to say, whoa, 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 I shouldn't be trading in this league. And if you don't know the league, you can learn it, like I say. But don't invest money while you're learning it. Just watch the leagues, watch the results, see what happens. Are there patterns? Is there is there an obvious difference between this league? We know the Australian League is great for goals, right? We know that. The Dutch leagues are insane for goals. I mean from the Dutch leagues a lot of time, the prices are just very skinny. So I don't even really tend to trade them. But we can we can get a uh, kind of knowledge of these. And why is it? Why is it that these leagues are uh, so much more free scoring? You know, the players are... There's football leagues all over the world of all standards. And, you know, the Australian leagues are somewhere in the middle. You know, the Dutch leagues are, are quite high up, but still not the upper echelons of European football. And yet, you know, all these leagues still have different scoring rates. And you think it's not just the standard of the football. There's something else at play here. And, and, and teams will develop patterns. Leagues will develop patterns. So it's important to be aware of that stuff. Anyway, guys, I hope this has really helped you. Um, like I say, really think about yourself when you're selecting trades and go, is this a trade I should be making? Is this a trade I would normally be making? And if you catch yourself in a moment where you're trading in a bad spot, go, whoop, that's it. I'm not going to trade. I'm not going to trade uh, in a bad spot. I hope this helps you guys. If you if you need to get in touch, info at betfairtradingcommunity.com. Um, thanks again, everyone, for all the feedback. Um, I'm really glad you're loving these podcasts. Uh, I can't say enough about you guys because they're just so kind. You know, the way, I mean, I mean, I know we've worked really hard to create a positive environment for traders because there aren't really any others out there. And and what we've done is we've done that. But the, but the thing is, it's you who've responded. It's you guys who have been kind and lovely and, and, and all your kind words to us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we love having you guys on board. We're so glad you're all part of Team BTC. Um, you know, and uh, hopefully, like I say, these like these last few podcasts have been really focused on you guys, how you can apply this stuff to yourself, because these were the four topics you told us were your biggest stumbling points: not having enough time, not having discipline, not having any strategies, and not knowing which trades to select. So, guys, keep it real, and I'll speak to you again next week.